Hey, everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Oh, that was yeah, very, very aggressive with the announcements there. We're excited, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we're ready to go. Ready to go. Uh, hey, this is a millennial classic, I think. True. This is true. We're, we're talking about a, a classic from all of our childhoods, except for Andrew's. Um, his childhood was before the movies. <laughs> Independence. Before <laughs> the movies. Before Andrew. Before Andrew. He <laughs> uh, but, was like... He was like, "What? You were you were eight when this movie came out, or something?" Yeah. No, we were eight when this movie came out. He I was we, forty. Well, I was six. Yeah, I was six. He oh, he I was, was forty though. That's true. Um, yeah, but the, the three of us is a childhood classic. We're talking about Space Jam today. Um, you know, everyone's been excited for Space Jam: A New Legacy, so we're gonna talk talk about the first one. It's been a long time coming that there's a sequel. Everyone, of course, in our age group, I feel like anyway, knows about Space Mm -hmm. Jam. Mm -hmm. The two titans of entertainment, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, uh, Mm -hmm. on screen for the first time. Um, Of course, this is like peak Michael Jordan, really. Um, Yeah, this is not so much funny, but yeah, Yeah, this is uh, right before he went back to the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, this is his like comeback movie. So. Uh, yeah, shockingly self-aware portrayal of himself uh, uh, as a uh, uh, middling baseball player for the Chicago White Sox organization. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, gosh, it's going to be so hard for this not to just devolve into a quote fest, I feel like. It's possible. Um, but uh, what? I don't know. I interrupted. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. That's fine. So, so Space Jam. Yeah. Michael Jordan has retired from basketball. He's a not so great baseball player and he's being summoned to Toon World to help the Looney Tunes defeat the Monstars in a basketball game to end all basketball games to prevent Mr. Swackhammer. Was that his name? I think it's something like that. Yes. Swackhammer. And the Monstars of Moron Mountain from mm-hmm. enslaving the Looney Tunes to perform for them. So they have turned to the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, to help with that. What uh, hmm, where do we want to? This is a fun one because these are this is the type of movie where we always get to talk about like our initial encounters with it as children. So. Who who wants to start with that? Did anyone have an especially strong tie to Space Jam as a child? You know, I had all the toys, like tons yeah. of toys. Um, you had um toys all over the place. Space Jam, huh? You know, it was the you know the 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 all the monsters, all of the the branded like Looney Tune characters that came out with that. You know, you could put a little basketball in Bugs Bunny's hand. Um, there were like three or four different Michael Jordans. I had like the six inch Jordan that you could play within the little thing you can make. And then I had like the, the big tall Michael Jordan, you know, that you could push a button on his back and he would say Michael E. Jordan quotes from the movie or whatever. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I love, I, I don't remember going to the theater, but I do know that 95 to 96 was sort of my, the time period in which my parents started taking me to the movie theater. Like, you know, you're big enough that you're not going to be a nuisance in the theater. Cause I remember, I think toy story was the first thing I ever saw in a theater. At least that's what my mom says. And I know space jam had to have followed up pretty quickly. 
I was all about it. I was obsessed. I wanted to be Michael Jordan as a kid. It just made all the sense in the world. He was the greatest basketball player of all time. And he hung out with Looney Tunes. Like what could be better? So, um, sorry about that. <laughs> Someone's so, going silent mode. It's Michael, it's, it's the it's, it's Tune Squad. What? Um, <laughs> I I really loved I really loved everything about it. I would uh, write one. So as a kid, I wanted I I wanted to write stories and movies and stuff. I wrote uh, at least three sequels to Space Jam. You wrote Space um, Jam fan fiction. I did. I did. And one oh, of them okay. included the King LeBron James. No, they were they they uh, they starred uh, Dan Marino, and it was a football Space Jam. Uh, okay. It was and. Uh, he was the Dan best. He was the best. He was the best. You know, he you know maybe Ace Ventura influences. I don't know. He was the best. He was the best uh, uh, football player, uh, quarterback wise of that time. Uh, there was a baseball movie. Um, I don't remember who the baseball player was. I picked for that. Michael Jordan. And then I had a <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we called Michael we called Michael again. We need help. Yeah. With <laughs> no, um, I don't. And then um, I think I wrote one. Where instead of it being, I wrote one where Bugs Bunny was brought in to help some kids beat their bullies. So it was like a reverse of the the Space Jam, uh, which honestly is just as plausible as something that Warner Brothers would have come up with in the 90s as a sequel to Space Jam. Yeah, all about it. Anybody else? uh, Creative. Any good Space Jam memories? Um, So I... I, I can remember watching it on a VHS tape a lot. Rewatching it for this, I f- realized how quickly I or I quickly realized how much of the movie I have like memorized or embedded in my brain. Where you know those instances where it's like maybe outside of it you would struggle to quote it, but then while it's playing, you can almost like talk along with it. It's one of those yeah. movies where I was like, I didn't even realize these are embedded in my brain. Um, so I can remember that. And I remember being, uh, liking Michael Jordan a lot as a kid. And I was struggling to remember the space jam toys you were talking about, but I Googled it real quick. And I remember having these, I'm going to show and see if you guys remember. These were, uh, the space jam McDonald's happy meal toys. Yes. That uh, hooked together. To yeah, you can connect them all together. Yeah, I do remember those. I remember those. those. Yeah, they had, a whole, they had a whole, a whole, a really cool toy line. Uh, not just the McDonald's one tie-in, but just yeah. all, a whole bunch of stuff. I'll have to look up the rest, but but I, I can remember watching Space Jam a lot. It was uh, somehow an important movie to me as a child. <laughs> I also watched it a lot, but I don't really have a lot of memories. I think the last... I think our tours, our tours story uh, episodes uh, highlighted the fact that I don't remember much about like my young childhood experience yeah. <laughs> memories. So those yeah. don't live there anymore. They're you gone. had like weird experiences with your sister. By weird, well, it's one of those where it's always like, it's one of those where it's always like, you know, this has just been a part of my entire life forever that I don't mm-hmm. remember the origins of it. It's just always been there. Uh, it's always going to be there and that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I do remember that I, I bowled a lot when I was a kid. And I remember they would have the little Space Jam like plush toys in the claw machine. And so I won. I definitely had Lola and I feel like I had a Taz as well. Um, and those were the main toys that I had. But yeah, same same thing. Uh, this movie, it, it just is embedded. Um, I often find myself saying, um, I want to stay home and bake cookies with you. 
uh, in random phrases that are usually just out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest with you, I say it a lot and couldn't fully remember where it comes from. Yeah. Uh, until I heard it again and went, okay, yes, I, I remember that now. I don't um, want to go to school today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I just, it's, it's, uh, you know, and as far as a movie goes, like, you know, I said, Michael Jordan does a fine job. Uh, he is Michael Jordan. He talks and like what that's fine. The other Looney Tunes help drive it home mm-hmm. and helps save what he can minimally do. Uh, you got a great supporting cast in Wayne Knight and Bill Murray, uh, who are yeah. just fantastic. And and Larry Bird is e- equivalent to Michael Jordan. So like yeah. the cast is relatively solid when, when uh, for very together, inexperienced actors as far as like leads. When they're together, Michael, Larry, Wayne, and and, and uh, Bill Murray, it feels very natural in that like you know you're watching guys pretend to hang out but it also feels like bill murray and wayne knight are just so good at what they do that i don't you just you just end up loving it you you want to watch like can we get like a whole movie of just bill murray wayne knight larry and michael golfing it'd be hilarious well i think they did a good job with the other basketball players too again they're they're in there for very limited things but all that they had them do with stuff that they really know how to do. I mean, I'm sure they've gone to doctors before and had those conversations. I'm sure they've gone to, to therapists in some way, shape or form and had those conversations. So like, these are all things that they're used to and to just say, just sit there and talk. Like, that's all we need you to do. Shake a little bit and act like your yeah. soul is getting sucked out or whatever, and then just move on. And I think that yeah, the, they handled it really well. Yeah. The best part is that, you know, whether or not, whether or not they are fantastic actors doesn't matter because they got all all of the all the basketball players they got them to be all in you know so like they're goofing it up they're having a you can tell they're having a blast doing all this stuff there's there's having a great time what about you andrew do you remember uh taking your high school sweetheart to this (laughs) at the high school reunion No, um, <laughs> no, I was about 11. I want to say it was about 11 whenever I saw this. I think it was about 11 whenever it came out. It came mm-hmm. out in what, 96, 97? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I saw this. I had the VHS tape and I, and I wore that out. I watched this movie a lot growing up. And I mean, really, I just watched it because of the basketball scenes. I loved basketball growing up. So that's the you part know. you re- you are a cartoon. <laughs> what? That's not bad. It's not bad. It's just weird that you like the the basketball parts of Space Jam. What? It, what do you, do you mean the animated like basketball the parts, or do you mean the live action basketball? It's not parts? real basketball. It doesn't that. matter. I, I still had a the good game. Time is but I mean, yeah, the game is super entertaining. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the big, big game. Day. Unless you mean the game of Patrick Ewing missing that free throw. No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, 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 no, it, it like the, the animated game was, was really, really fun to watch. And I, I, I watched that just a lot growing up. I had I, one of the very first soundtracks that I ever bought was the Space Jam soundtrack. And I loved, I love oh, that soundtrack, blast. except for one song. Yeah. Lo- now listen, we can talk about it. The space, the, the Space Jam soundtrack slaps. Agreed, without question, it slaps. That song 
everybody loved it until they didn't. You, don't lie. Don't lie. No. Do not lie. Talk about. Lie. I am not lying. I the really did not. I don't like main that song. Jam and welcome to no. the, the opening. The opening theme. Oh. Come on, David. Yeah, don't make me say theme. this on TV or on the show. Oh, oh right. R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly. The movie opens with a oh, hard-hitting R. Kelly song, <laughs> and that doesn't age well. It's the only part of the movie that doesn't age well. <laughs> yeah, even the graphics and stuff—they look good for for I the time period and the carryover. Think about that. Yeah. Um, I think the graphics look good. The Space Jam soundtrack is great. Everyone loved that song. It's like you can deny it all you want, but everybody loved it. In my uh, head, now nobody does. In my head, as a kid, Michael Jordan sang that song. Like that's what made sense to me as a child. Metaphorically, he was the one singing that. Song. He's it's him. Yeah, you know that's what I I you know I who knew who R. Kelly was when I was six years old, right? It didn't make sense to me. Well, everyone. I was like, it, that was it was still back in the time when I thought that the, I thought the main cast for TV shows sang their sang their they sang the theme songs and stuff. You know, it was that type of era. Uh, so yeah, I, I yeah <laughs> yeah. Now, you know be, what? It is fair. it's still. It's still a banger. People like it. Do people say banger anymore? I don't know. It's still a great song. Slap. To be fair, what, Andrew? To be fair, what? Da- to be fair, okay. Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny sing a song on the soundtrack. I do remember that. What are we being fair to with that fact? Oh, no, nobody. But like... <laughs> <laughs> to Bugs mean, and Daffy. Been, you know, but like, I but like no, I'm not, like that I'm, not defending, I, I'm not defending uh, uh, that <laughs> Kelly guy. But... Uh, <laughs> But I'm just saying, you know, that that soundtrack, I listened to that soundtrack a lot growing up. Um, yeah. My favorite my favorite song in that soundtrack is Seals Fly Like an Eagle. I, I love that. I really love that song. See, that's I the agree. song I don't like. Really? I don't like that song. It annoys me. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. I mean, I, I like pretty much everything in it uh, in terms of the soundtrack. It's great. Mm-hmm great how could you not get how, how could you not get excited to pretty much all of it yeah yeah um jock jams you know? man jock jams are where it's at jock jams jock jams uh, are where it's at i'm trying to think of one of the other ones we did that i believe i'm gonna fly um we did uh time keep on slipping slipping right uh yeah that's going those are the main ones everything else is pretty much just uh tune basketball things. jones Oh, Basketball Jones is a good song, actually. Which has Chris Rock. Yeah. It does. Um, I also like, I I don't know, do you guys have like any of the, the basketball players that they used as like talent? Do you guys have favorite? I was always a Muggsy fan because Charles he was Barker. short. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, I love Charles, Charles too. Barker. But like, I was always a hardcore Muggsy fan because he was short. Yeah. Yeah, there was something inspirational about Muggsy. I always, uh, you know, even though he wasn't necessarily the most prolific player, as this movie would would Im- implicate, uh, Sean Bradley, I was always really fascinated by as a kid because he's just so tall. He's, you know, he's the opposite end of Muggsy Bogues. He's like seven foot six, you know. He's a humongous individual. Um, so I was always really fascinated was. by him. Uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Ewing, you know, how could you yeah. not? I mean, I'm not a Knicks guy, but Patrick Ewing, uh, one of the greats. So yeah. I will say that I, I really had, like, I, I I really liked Patrick Ewing, and I didn't know I didn't know who the tall guy was. So I'm glad you said his name. So, but like, yeah, now that like now that I know who that is, it's just like it's like he had very little effort making a goal. It's just mm-hmm. like, yep, there we go. 
So, <laughs> and I just thought I I'm like, man, that guy is like incredibly tall. So, yeah, those were the, those was, are the two that I really like. He was he was the original Yao Ming. Let's uh, talk about the Looney Tunes, though. Oh, of course, of course. How can we not? Secondary stars, the Looney Tunes. So, um, love them, obviously. I, I think what I like the most about them is how meta they are as a as a property. Um, the Warner Brothers l- cartoon universe coexists w- in real life, and like that's kind of how it's always been. You know, they the Animaniacs live in the Warner Brothers Tower on the lot, and then the Looney Tunes have a Tune World. I wish that the Animaniacs were in this, but the time frames don't add up. So, um, mm. but I had I, I I really love a lot of the smart self-referential comedy in the Looney Tunes. I, I'm trying to think of a favorite. I, it's hard to pick a favorite because they're all they all have pretty good moments to shine. I really do like t- uh, towards the end during the game when Daffy questions Bill Murray on how he got there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I you know I'm friends with the producer. And Taffy was like, so that's how it is. It's yeah. very funny. It's actually very it's funny. Very funny line that a child wouldn't understand because the child doesn't understand that it's a movie. And the best part is, is that it's actually true to an extent. I didn't even know the, the depths of it to this point, but uh, I think one of the producers of the show is, uh, was, I think his name's Eric Reitman. It's the son of, uh, of, uh, of Ivan. Ivan Reitman. There you, so, uh, so it's kind of like I don't know if Bill was just like they said, Bill, just say whatever you want here, or what. But it's, it's probably. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think for me as a kid, this was, this was always the case. For me, the gem of the movie is Daffy Duck, because whereas Bugs is very Bugs is like Bugs is funny in this. He's very hilarious. But Bugs has like that kind of cool factor of like nothing to prove. Whereas Daffy feels like he's just constantly, he's like, he, Daffy always has felt like he's second the real best. star, but he's always treated second best. Every line Daffy has is hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to think about um, when they're in the, they're going through the kid's house or mm-hmm. not the kids, they're going through Michael's house, you know, and they're just, Flipping around, and it's like, oh, you know what? Great line is when they're in the whether when they're in the the golf course and they're coming back, and he's like, "How about this for a new team name, the Ducks?" <laughs> Great, right? And then you get some meta humor with Bugs going, "Now, what kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team the Ducks?" Yeah, that was hilarious. good, hilarious. Yeah, the t- um, I've always enjoyed. Well, what I like about the the tunes is that, the, and and they're relatively popular in this time frame, but not their height, I would say. Um, and so this kind of elevated them a little bit, but then they, the Looney Tunes, for some reason are always around, but never popular anymore. Um, so like in, in this upcoming one, I, I, I question how popular the Looney Tunes are with the younger crowd that it might be targeting. Are they going to be going because of LeBron or are they going to be going because of the tunes? I feel like for us, a lot of us went because of Michael Jordan, but we also had a working knowledge and a relatively strong knowledge of who the Looney Tunes were. I don't know how prevalent they are anymore 
in the current time period. Like I'm sure that they yeah. know who they are, but I feel like their grasp is is not as strong as even ours was at I the think time. Warner Brothers knew that too, because and we will obviously go into this deeper next time, but um Space Jam a New Legacy is based on trailers is essentially another type of Ready Player One where it's just uh, tons of WB IP. Yeah. It's not just the Looney Tunes like this movie yeah. is. Yeah. Well, the trailer has the Iron Giant and um, Pennywise, all random characters. Pennywise, yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like they may have considered that, and that's why they also lean on other properties. Game of Thrones. There's a Game of Thrones world shown yeah. in the new trailer. You can say what you will about the difference between Looney Tunes and the Disney Tunes. Um, whereas, you know, like which ones you prefer, which ones you don't. But Disney, and say what you want about Disney and Warner Brothers, Disney's done a much better job at keeping Mickey and Friends relevant for the last, I don't know, you could say 20, 25 years with having various kids shows for, you know, you to find Mickey and, and them and then having you know, you know, reboots of DuckTales and keeping those kind of things, in, you know, in the public eye. Whereas Warner Brothers, it seems like every time they try to greenlight a new Looney Tunes thing, they try to aim for like, they try seem to try to aim for like a, a, a crowd that's not, I don't think is interested. They're trying to aim for like older teens or something like that. I was trying to think of those most recent Looney Tunes shows and I see them pop up on TikToks every now and again, but like, I can't tell you the last time that, I, I can't, I just don't feel like you're, I think you're right, Garrett. I don't know if kids are as aware of who the Looney Tunes are these days. And, and, and I, I was really a big fan of them back then. Cause in the nineties cartoon network still had reruns of Looney Tunes cartoons. They had the Acme hour and they would run just a full hour of, you know, five minutes shorts, seven minutes shorts featuring Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, all of them. So they were still really prevalent in the nineties. I don't think they are as much anymore. Andrew, what about you? What are your feelings towards the Looney Tunes in the movie or just overall? I would think the thing is, is that like, this is the one movie that like everybody our age remembers. And I mean, like, I can't name another movie where where everybody that you know can talk about this. You can pretty much walk up to a stranger and go, you've seen Space Jam? And they go, yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that it has such like a pop culture factor because like it combines two two worlds in total and you know you're combining sports with with animation and i don't know it's i don't know the thing is that like when you think about it like what other what popular animation is there today i mean you could probably think of like maybe rick and morty spongebob but 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 even spongebob i'm i'm talking about anything that's that's like current yeah like spongebob's not current is he? Well, it's not as current as SpongeBob's current. They kept they've kept SpongeBob going. They I mean, still they kept SpongeBob going in some form or another for a, a long time. Uh, yeah. He's, I mean, SpongeBob had a movie just last year, so they kept SpongeBob fairly yeah. prominent and prominent enough that the kids who watched SpongeBob when he came on TV in 2000, like came out in like '99 or something like that. But the kids who grew up with him in like the in like the aughts are in there teens now when they can be spending money on a movie i think the main audience here is going to be us is going to be the fans who have kids now now my kid is only five months but there are other people my age who grew up watching space jam who have like kids that are like seven eight years old 
And so, like, the goal is let's get the parents who love this movie to bring their kids and introduce them to the Looney Tunes. You know, I, I would think that would be that would be the goal. Well, and you also you also have LeBron James. I would think that if anybody's going to go see this, it's it's the LeBron James factor because LeBron James is just he's a big name. I mean, he's he's a he's a big name, so he's not gonna he's not going anywhere, at least not for a while. But like you know, he's he's today's Michael Jordan. I just had a thought. Do we think there's any any kind of chance that they because again, Warner Brothers does a good job with the meta. They do a good job with with like referencing real life stuff, especially with the Looney Tunes. There, do we reference Space Jam the original? And in a in a bonus question that's less likely, does Michael Jordan make a surprise appearance? In in the new one, in the uh, new one, is um, Michael is is the original Space Jam referenced in any way, shape, or form? Is like, remember when we had to do that basketball game that one other time? Yes. Or will Michael Jordan show up in like a surprise scene somewhere? I think they'll absolutely reference the first movie. Michael yeah. Jordan, I would say I'm going to give him like a 20% chance of showing up. I would say if he does, it's going to be like maybe three seconds. Uh, yeah. They're three to five seconds in total. They're going to reference it. And I believe a Michael Jordan will show up. Yeah. That's the way that I feel is I feel like they will also definitely reference the past and I do feel like that I would not be, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Michael Jordan show up at some point in time in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how, but it would be cool if they kept that a secret somehow. Yes. Now, uh, it's coming out very, uh, now, I think it's actually, as of this recording, it's coming out uh, now, or is out now. I've not watched it yet, so I'm, I've decided to say I'm going in blind soon. Uh None of us have seen it yet. I don't know. Like, are there any Looney Tunes we're excited to see? Or we have most of them already been shown? Because I haven't actually, I haven't watched any promotional material for it. I didn't watch any of the trailers, so I still have no idea. <laughs> I personally. the premises yet, yeah. other than I, I mean, see basketball. I, have, I will always enjoy the Looney Tunes and seeing them on screen. I have a question about Lola, because does Lola only show up in Space Jam movies? Did they integrate her into the series? Because I only have ever seen her in Space Jam and never anywhere else. I don't remember what the name of the show specifically was called, but they did a Looney Tunes show in the... It was just the Looney Tunes show. Let's say, yeah, that might have been it. In the mid-2010s, mid like, I don't know, 2014 era, 2013... And Lola, it was, um, yeah, here we go. It was a sitcom style show and um, it featured Lola Bunny. Bugs and Daffy were your main characters. You had Porky Pig and Lola there too. And then Lola also appeared, I think, uh, do you guys remember this? The brief Looney Tune Babies show. Do you remember that? Yeah. This was not Tiny Tunes. This was Looney Tune Babies where they were, they were, it was Muppet Babies, but with Looney Tunes. And Lola was a, was a character there. So I think they tried, but the thing is because she doesn't come from that original era and because they don't make animated shorts anymore, it's so hard to really like completely put her in the Looney Tunes pantheon because like there's no archival, there's nothing you can bring back and be like, hey, look at this old clip from 1967. At one point in time, I feel like there was, and I think it was on one of the, the original Warner Brothers streaming services where they had a bunch of uh, Looney Tunes shorts. 
Um, I don't remember what they were called or where they were, if they're still around, I'm sure you can find them somewhere, but they were very, the ones that I saw were very funny. And I feel like that's, if they want to get Looney Tunes back in action, um, that's, that's the way they do it is they, they start with the shorts, you put them in front of movies, you release them like in front of your little Warner brothers movies, have a, have a quick, uh, Looney Tunes short, and and put yeah. and then you kind of build on that again, but like they're so far out of your frame, you have to you have to integrate them slowly. And, and I mean, this will work, but then throw out those shorts in front of the movies to build on this uh, reinitiation of them. Yeah, yeah. or heck, even just show the old ones. If you watch. <laughs> I would rather Space sit Jam. through a Bugs Bunny cartoon than eight eight movie trailers. If you watch the first Space Jam on HBO Max, it opens with a trailer for the new season of the Looney Tunes on HBO Max. Perfect. That's right. Um, but it is about time to move on. So I'll ask for any final thoughts on the first Space Jam movie before we switch uh, gears over to box office. I do want to say, just want to throw out a nice little uh, comment that I uh, really think that they did a good job <clears throat> for the time period uh, with the, the hybrid animation style, bringing merging the two together. It never felt weird as a kid. Even looking at it now, it still fits. Uh, to me, it doesn't, there never seems wonky, even when you bring Michael into the animated world. Granted, that looks a little bit weirder, but man, hybrid animation, bringing the, bringing an animated character into the real world or vice versa is such a long storied, uh, uh, practice so much longer than most people even realize. There's a great article about it right now on letterbox.com. I know we don't work for them, but so I'm going to, but I'm going to promote this anyway. Uh, if you go to letterbox.com and you look up the article blurring the line, it talks about, uh, the history of hybrid animation, even going back to, I think one of the first ones ever back in 1919, Max Fleischer's, uh, uh, out of the ink bottle where Betty Boop and this clown character come out and they're in the real world. Hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a long story thing. A lot of people want to think that like it started with who framed Roger Rabbit, but it's been going on for pretty much as long as we've had films. It's just a fascination of animators and filmmakers alike. So uh, I think they did a good job here. Cool. I do, I do want to point one thing out. Um, this has been something like this, like Space Jam is so just cultish to me. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, is that like, it's not a popular movie, but it's, it's not a popular movie then. I mean, it was lamb. It was like roasted whenever it came out, but now it's like more popular than ever. Oh yeah, and it's just it's such, it's 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 legacy has lived on. Well, one thing I do want to point out is that the original website created in 1966 or 1996 <laughs> has not changed, and you can still access it. Didn't they change in it? Fact, did they change got, it back? No, they haven't. Like I, I just I I'm on it actually right now. And awesome. everything still looks the same from like when they first launched it. And great. It's, it's crazy that they just, they just did nothing with it. So <laughs> like, uh, but no, like it's just those little quirks. And I would, I would find really interesting about this movie because this movie has so much to it, mm-hmm. you know, and that the fact that we're talking about it even today makes it that much more memorable and worthy of worthy of talking about it it found its audience the audience was kids you know yeah. uh, we talked about mortal Kombat. we talked about power rangers these movies that like probably our uh, as adults are adults are you know people our age back then were like 
kids are stupid. These movies are terrible. But as a kid, <laughs> this was like your entire imagination was on screen. It was awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll jump to the box office stuff now. Yeah, if, while yeah. Uh, it was critically not loved, it was, in fact, quite the hit, was it not? It was. So, uh, you know, for a little bit of frame of reference, the average movie ticket price in 1996 was $4.42. And yep. this movie brought in 27.5 million opening weekend which was very good much better than i think most people had anticipated back then um the opening week the opening try this out for an opening week uh really nothing stands out to me at number two that weekend it opened number one number two with 22 million you had a movie called ransom number three the mirror has two faces brought in 12.2 and number four a movie called Set It Off had five, got five, brought in 5.8. And at number five, it's Romeo. I like to say Romeo plus Juliet, uh, everybody's favorite uh, student film about Juliet. <laughs> uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. But that was in its that was that was a few weeks into its run. Uh, Space Jam would go on to make 90.4 million dollars, which was very good for 1996. Um, and is Still regarded, I think, um, you know, thing, things have changed. There's been a lot of hybrid movies uh, in the category to kind of push it down. You, you Like a thing like even Scooby-Doo is considered a hybrid animation movie. So that category is really kind of sh- strained. Uh, if we go back to 1996, the, the highest grossing movie, I think we've talked, we, we talked about this very recently because this is the same year that... Um, this is the same year that Mortal Kombat came out, so you may have, have may remember this from when we talked about 1996. Sorry, I'm doing this on my phone because my computer's messed up. That always makes it harder. It is much harder. Uh, so let's go back. 1996. Way, way back, 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 back. Okay, I got time. Independence Day. That's all. I'll just leave it there. Independence, Independence Day. Is that movie? Twister, well, domestically. Oh, right, right, right. I didn't, I didn't yeah, care. Big to go year, in. big year. Twister, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. And uh, yeah. same thing. 96. 96 was yeah, a good year for movies. Six, yeah. And so is this one. Yeah. I forgot. I won the letterbox game. So I can't find that hat. I won the letterbox game last week. So I'll just transition right into that unless you guys Perfect. have any questions. Nope. nope. Let's play. So. Guys, if you will, travel back in your minds to 1996. It's Space Jam starring Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes and Wayne Knight, who steals the show. The mouse? You picked the mouse? Who wants to guess first? Anybody? David's pulling it up. I'll spoil myself a little bit and say I'm going to guess the same score that I'm going to give it, which is a three. An even three. Three? Three. Hey, there it is. Letterboxd Letterbox game began. A three from Josh. Yes. This is where we go to our favorite site, Letterbox. Yes. I am going to do a 3.2. 3.2 from Andrew. He got close, but I was going to do a 3.3, three, so everybody's oh happy. Keeping it close, keeping it close. All right. With uh, thousands. It's 3.1. Thousands <laughs> of reviews. With thousands of reviews. Uh on Letterboxd, the winner this week, and it's a much-needed win. It's Andrew wins the big one. Space Jam, exactly a 3.2 on Letterboxd right now. Uh, It'll be very interesting to see 
where the new one lands on that. Yeah, we will. Uh, to read some top reviews, um, <laughs> Ethan gives it five stars. He calls it the greatest documentary I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, oh my God, I was 100% going to say that in my review is just a joke. Wow, <laughs> wavelengths right there. Uh, so Courtney says, Michael Jordan is so noble that he offers himself into slavery in order to free the Looney Tunes despite having met them just moments ago and having a wife and three kids at home. <laughs> uh, don't read anymore go let's let's leave it at that yeah. okay okay Run that was play. funny so like i said it's a three star for me i once recently saw somebody say space jam is not a good movie you are just too nostalgic and to that i say crap that is a, it is a good movie to that i say totally <laughs> i don't know it's totally a thing i don't know sure. i mean um i give it a um you know i will also give it uh, th- starts with a three. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it, I think, a three and a half. Okay. Because three and a half also sits in this place in my head where if it was, if, if someone offered to put it on, I would not decline it. You nope. know, some movies people go, hey, you want to Three and a half for me. That's also oh. where I'm at. Yep. It's a and three and a half. Three. Three. All right. All right, that gives us a 3.2. That is our score for that for Space Jam. So find us online at so many sequels.com where you can find all our links. We'll see you next time with Space Jam, a new legacy.